Well, hey now. Do you hear that? Oh my God, King. It's the throwback music. And that can only mean one thing. It's an old school show today. I am the host. I am Tommy. I've been watching the world sort of set itself on fire lately. So I'll jump in with a quick show to talk about it. Let's open the lounge and chat for a bit. I want to start by looking at what's been going on in court lately. Court, always a good place to start because the court docket gives us all a universal set of facts to work from. You may recall that when pandemic restrictions were put in place last year, a bunch of people sued the government to challenge what they had done. In fact, sometimes it was one government suing another government. We had Florida suing the CDC over the cruise ship regulations. There were churches suing New York over their right to worship, all kinds of cases. And to date, the plaintiffs in those cases have been cleaning up. In essentially every one of these cases, some going all the way up to the Supreme Court, the restrictions have been found to be arbitrary. The government imposing these COVID lockdowns, restrictions, when they get to court, they've been unable to show any scientific or medical basis for what they are doing. And I think that that's such an important point and why courts are such a great place to start because this isn't me saying it. It's not CNN or Fox News or any of the so-called experts fighting the made-for-TV war stuff. This is actual testimony in actual court where saying something untrue comes with immediate and severe consequences. So nonsense goes away pretty quickly when perjury is involved. But also the wheels of justice tend to turn very slowly, so we're just now, in July 2021, getting final adjudication in some of these cases. The case that I want to dive into was just decided by the Ninth Circuit last week. And that case is Branch v. Newsom, but more commonly known as the California Schools case. And what I think I can do is summarize the issues and the ruling in that case without drowning the podcast in a bunch of legal, technical jargon stuff. Branch v. Newsom is a wonderful case to help me because the concepts are really straightforward. Of course, there were procedural aspects of the case that law geeks would enjoy, issues of mootness, preserving arguments for appeal and whatnot, but for the show today, skip all of the civil procedure parts. The state did try like hell to have the case thrown out. They failed. The parents had their day in court is the easiest way to summarize it. I should mention that Matthew Branch is the lead plaintiff, but he's suing on behalf of 10 named individuals plus everyone in California that is similarly situated. Branch is synonymous with parents of K-12 through school children. Let's look at the case. In 2020, California closed all K-12 through schools. Branch sued, claiming that the state had violated his rights. The state defense to those allegations was that, due to the pandemic, physical congregation of students was too dangerous, so they needed to shut down in-person learning. Very easy to understand position. COVID-19 strikes, the state makes a decision, due to the pandemic, we're going to shut down in-person learning. To win the case, California needs to show the court that the restrictions they imposed were justified. 
In law, this is the concept of scrutiny. The court is going to scrutinize the decisions that California made. And to satisfy the court's scrutiny test, California must show that the government studied this matter closely and then they narrowly tailored steps that would advance the state's compelling interest in public health. And it's important to pause here. This is not my op-ed about the wisdom of California shutting down the schools. This is documentary about the court case that ensued. And that's probably why I love trial court so much. When the state says we have to close the schools to be safe, they have to be able to provide legitimate evidence to support the decisions that they made. And the same burden applies to the plaintiffs. The parents can't just say, we think it's safe for our kids to be in school, so open them back up. They also have to provide the court legitimate evidence for their position. And this is where things absolutely came off the rails for California. It was time to put the cards on the table. It's not cable news. It's not social media. It's the ninth fucking circuit. Put up or shut up. And Branch and the plaintiffs, no problem putting up. They did have evidence that California had failed to study the matter. They'd failed to narrowly tailor a response. They had all kinds of evidence. In fact, the court wrote that the plaintiffs presented, quote, a veritable library of declarations from physicians, academics, and public health commentators, end quote. The testimony that they provided the court showed that California had stubbornly insisted on an overbroad school closure even as more research had mounted that COVID had little impact, statistically speaking, on children. The court explained that the California restrictions appeared, quote, far more severe than has been shown to be required to prevent the spread of the virus, end quote. Court then turned to the state for rebuttal. California responded with two rather short declarations from Department of Public Health official and doctor. They did not dispute any of the evidence provided by the plaintiff. Nonetheless, they defended the school closure on the grounds that, quote, it is possible that in the school setting, as in other settings, asymptomatic transmission may occur, end quote. The state's experts did not identify any evidence indicating that a child in a school setting would present a greater risk of transmission than any of the other activities that the state had allowed to continue, such as grocery shopping, daycare centers, shopping malls. So the court concluded that California did not have appropriate justification for the wholesale closure of schools. There was nothing scientific about what California had done. Conversely, the parents were able to bring in the veritable library of expert testimony which showed that not only was in-person learning safe, but distance learning was actually harming kids at a substantial rate. Incredible, right? I mean, it's not funny that kids are suffering, but what are you going to do with this? California arbitrarily closed the schools. Then they stubbornly left them closed, despite the mounting evidence that it was the wrong decision. And when they get sued, and the court asks them to rebut the library of experts that the parents provided, California's got no scientific or medical basis for what they've done. They just bring in somebody from DPH to say, well, it's possible that in a school setting transmission might occur, so we had to close them. What do you do with that? Uh, of course, like I was saying earlier, it's just one of many cases. The Sixth Circuit had just found the same thing in a case out of Ohio, Toledo-Lucas County. 
had no evidence or scientific basis for their decision to shut down all of the schools in their county, while they allowed gyms, tanning salons, office buildings, and a large casino to remain open. Oh, <laughs> uh, thank God for the judicial branch, man. You gotta love scrutiny, homie. It's hard to not notice the pattern here. From the SCOTUS case on the Brooklyn churches, to the California schools, to the Ohio schools, to the CDC cruise ship restrictions, it is the same thing every time. They cannot show any scientific or medical basis for what they're doing. And that's why they keep losing. But there is more to the California schools case. We haven't got to the kicker yet. I think you're really going to like this. All right, all right. So in Branch vs. Newsom, the court scrutinized the decision to close all the schools in California. And it turns out the state had no scientific or medical basis to do it. They just arbitrarily closed the schools and then stubbornly left them closed. However, the court also decided that their ruling did not apply to public school closures. Ouch, tough scene. There's the kicker parents of public school children have no right to challenge the state's decisions. Regardless of how terrible the state's decision is, public school parents have no say. It gets a little technical here, but the key cause of action in the branch lawsuit is due process. The state cannot interfere with the fundamental right of a parent to choose their child's educational forum. But the court also has to follow the precedent known as Mayor Pierce, which basically says when a parent decides to put their kid in the public school system, that is the decision of the educational forum. Whatever the state does from there on is fair game. The forum choice is already made. If you trust the public school system and you don't like what they do, tough shit. Court can be harsh like that. You know who I think would have been a great judge? You get nothing. You lose. Good day, sir. Wonka wonka. Sorry, public school parents, but Willie is right. The decision does not apply to you. No matter how terrible California's school closure decision is, you're shit out of luck. Private school kids, on the other hand. Private school kids, you are living large. California cannot abridge your fundamental rights with their random unscientific school closures. Has there ever been a better setup for an op-ed than that? Only by sending their kids to a private school were parents able to preserve their due process rights. Oh lord, I'm not sure that's how the system is supposed to work, and I want to editorialize on that for sure. So that's going to end the documentary part, folks. For the record, Branch v. Newsom, U.S. Court of Appeals for the Ninth Circuit. That is case 20-56291. Pull the docket, read the filings, dig in to all the evidence that the parents provided, read the two declarations from the state in rebuttal. It's all right there. Let me know what you find. Moving over to the court of public opinion, that's pretty much the backdrop that I have as I think about these things. 
And the reason that I called this episode Team Good 2 is because it all seems so eerily familiar. I mean, when have I heard before a bunch of emotionally triggered people claiming that they have all the facts, but then the actual case documents keep coming up 180 degrees out from the narrative? The Branch vs. Newsom case we just looked at for school closures, where there really was no scientific or medical basis for the complete shutdown of the schools. I mean, how well does that align with the dominant narratives of the time about how these harsh restrictions were absolutely necessary to prevent the spread of the virus? Uh, This is exactly like when the prevailing narrative was that Carter Page and Kid Pop were Russian spies and there was just no evidence for any of it. It is the exact same people making the exact same mistakes. It's remarkable. But now the emotionally triggered mob has moved on to vaccine mandates. And these fucking idiots want to force everyone to take a jab that isn't even FDA approved yet. And boy, are they fired up to force their neighbors to take this experimental treatment. That's the new tip of the spear. There are lawsuits popping up all over the place as people who have had COVID and recovered are demanding that the government show evidence for how they concluded that this emergency use authorized therapeutic shot offers greater protection than the antibodies they already have as a previously infected person. The term they use in the court filings is pre-screening. Healthcare provider submits evidence to show that a person's natural immunity through accepted clinical definitions and testing is actually greater than that provided by the emergency use authorized jab. So the legal question is framed as why would somebody who pre-screens need to take the vaccine? Well, we're going to find out. We shall see what rebuttal evidence the government has. Some public entities have already enacted these vaccine mandates. What science did they use to justify it? It's a perfectly fair and reasonable question, and the court is the right place to ask it. Cynically, if past performance is any indication of future results, they're not going to have much of anything as far as evidence. But again, this is why I like trial courts so much. They will fairly adjudicate this, and they will publish the decision and all the evidence that supported it. There are currently cases in Alabama, Indiana, California, as well as suits filed against the FDA and Health and Human Services. Lots to be determined in the court of law. Meanwhile, back over in the court of public opinion, some insist that this is all settled already, which is objectively untrue, but I think we know how these things tend to go. Here's how the board sets up, and I think it's kind of fascinating. The group that's largely funding this round of pre-screening lawsuits is called America's Frontline Doctors. According to their website, America's Frontline Doctors was founded by Dr. Simone Gold. Quote, the doctor who went viral is a board-certified emergency physician and author of the best-selling book, I Do Not Consent, My Fight Against Medical Cancel Culture, end quote. Okay. Some clear political undertones there. Dr. Gold also boasts that she has been featured on nationally syndicated programs such as Tucker Carlson, Laura Ingram Angle, and Glenn Beck Show. Uh Uh-oh, team battle alert. 
So now people are going to dig deep trenches with their tribe mates and it will become just another stupid partisan narrative war. The actual testimony and rulings will go directly into the dustbin of history, which is perfect, same as it ever was. Check out some of the initial headlines. Pro-Trump group files motion against FDA. Bizarre fringe group files motion in federal court dangerous and deranged claims by America's frontline doctors. (laughs) Oh, what the Christ. Are America's frontline doctors a bunch of Trump voters? Yes, they are. Does that automatically mean that their lawsuit is frivolous? No, of course it doesn't. But there's a segment of society that is so fucking retarded that they put Donald Trump at the center of the universe and then everything revolves around him. It seems like a super weird way to go through life, but a lot of people do it. They view all things through the orange lens at all times. And what matters in these pre-screening cases is the quality of evidence that the plaintiffs produce and the quality of rebuttal that the government produces. The political affiliation of the plaintiff is irrelevant, but the rational approach of following the evidence in court has to try to live alongside these orange lens crackheads while they drag every conversation into their retarded hellscape. You see it all the time in the vaccine debate. Doesn't matter that there's huge numbers of left-leaning people that are refusing the vaccine. There's public sector union employees, the minority communities. The demographics of vaccine hesitancy are well documented, but For the orange lens crackhead, they've hardwired themselves to associate all the unvaccinated with Trump, because apparently they can only process things through that left-right paradigm. However, even worse than the orange man bad folks are the authoritarians, the collection of smug idiots that are constantly talking about how they're the ones with the actual evidence. And that justifies them forcing others to take a medical treatment, whether they want it or not. And these are the same morons who had previously said all the science and research supported the school closures and banning the church gatherings. But as we now know, all of that turned out to be completely arbitrary and unscientific. There was nothing resembling actual evidence to support these closures and restrictions. But these people, they never learn. They're mental patients. They're unhinged mental patients. And all of their experts say, and this is settled science stuff, it doesn't really exist. Because as we see, all of those media pundits disappear as soon as we get to court. But these self-proclaimed holders of the actual evidence, they're not following cases like Branch vs. Newsom, or the Diocese vs. Cuomo, or Florida vs. CDC. They're just frightened people repeating stupid rhetoric from the same old unreliable sources. And if you follow the conversation on social media, these are the people who are pushing for the harshest penalties for anyone who declines an experimental vaccine. They are the new Reich. That is not overstating it. They're emotionally unstable, they're horrible authoritarians, and they're also fucking idiots. But they're so whacked out on their own bullshit that they really do think that they're the true saviors. This is the classic scenario that has led to so many atrocities throughout history, all done in the name of the greater good. 
So I invite you to join me in saying no to the new Reich. These are hate-filled assholes, and they're seeking vengeance against people who have not committed a crime. It's a shame, really, because there are a lot of wise and benevolent people out there who are just making reasonable efforts to persuade people to make the best choice possible with the information we have right now. But all of that gets completely overshadowed by this new Reich and their absurd authoritarian postures. They can't wait to start burning the heretics. I mean, make no mistake, the witch hunt is on, and it has to be opposed with the same intensity that it's cast with. So that's the show for today. Take care, homies. Well, have you ever seen the devil? Well, I have it now, he's in trouble. Our liberty and freedom, I bet. Our words I will never regret. So I ain't ever gonna follow. Or beg or steal our power. See, steady is the hand I hold. I won't do what I